What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. Hello, whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome to another episode of What Is This Behaviour podcast, the show where free South Asian creatives speak to other South Asian people around the world who are going against the grain. And these conversations are aimed to reshape the narrative around what it means in this day and age to be a South Asian. Really, we're trying to land on the, the idea that there is no actual set way of being a South Asian and we're going to prove that by speaking to everyone that's doing all sorts of hmm, mad things beautifully mad things is what I would say and I'm Ruben by the way if you're new to the podcast uh, one of three uh, what's this behavior members right today we have across our airwaves a good friend of myself and Almas's Aaron has yet to meet her as far as I'm aware and Aaron wasn't available for this interview so it's myself and Almas with our guest Neelam Neelam is someone who we'd like to call a young OG she'd kind of disagree in the start of the interview you hear a little bit of banter around her but she's a young OG man like we'd say she's young and energetic but she's got some wisdom of like old OG ancestors <laughs> Right, she's currently a junior consultant at Utopia, which is a culture change business that helps businesses build more purposeful, inclusive and mentally healthy cultures. She's also, and this is where I met her and what I learned about what she does. She's the founder and director of Don't Sleep On Us, which is a space, I mean, it's a community, a space, however you like to define it, for people of color who want to see change, to uplift, inspire and learn from each other. Now, myself and Almas chat about family dynamics with Neelam. We, we cover the importance of community and also we catch um, we catch a little bands en route. Here we go. Let's run it. What is this behavior? All right. Can we wheel it, can we wheel it up and, and formally start with an opening question? Yeah. All right. What's the, your question, The Ruth? opening question to Neelam is... <laughs> Almas has named you Neelam, the young OG. And I have no idea why. Do you have any idea how this might be or why this might be, Neelam? Not really. Come on. I think you two are trolling. If I'm honest, I feel, <laughs> I feel like you two are just trolling me today. We're not, just... <laughs> No, it's a, it's a love This thing. whole episode is just, oh, it's love, but it's you. We're still going to like put you in the hot seat, man. You are a young G. Come on. Oh. Your, your thing is called don't sleep on us. Don't sleep on us. Don't sleep on me. Don't sleep on we. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> the, the real question is, why should we not sleep on you? Tell us. Oh, wow. Mm. I actually, I mean, people have been sleeping on me and I feel like people still are sleeping on me. But I've, I've flipped it a little bit now where I've been able to see, like, because I come from a campaigns background, right? So, like, all of my work in campaigns and, like, working with, like, grassroots activism and stuff shows me that actually it's good sometimes to be underestimated because then you can use that in your power. So I've come to a place now where two years ago I started something called Don't Underestimate Us. And then now I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm seeing the benefits of being underestimated and how then you can use that towards um, leveraging what, what it is that you want to get in society. So I've how, changed I've changed that a little bit. <laughs> how do you leverage that power? What does that mean? It means that you can kind of be the underdog 
from what I've seen, it means that you can just kind of swoop in, act like you don't really know what you're doing, and then they literally sleep on you, and then you just like pow. Okay, I'm <laughs> I wake up, motherfucker! I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and and you've been yeah, and you didn't realise that actually I've been clocking on to all of these different things. Mm. So we it saying... allows you sometimes to observe, isn't it? Yeah, this is the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Like. Just be really like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And then when it's time to shine, you really shine. Mm. So are we saying that there's power and there's leverage in not constantly being under scrutiny and in the public eye? Like having the space to do what you want and exploring your own time in your own space? I think, yeah, I think so. I also think on, on a collective level, obviously don't underestimate the power of a collect of a collective group right so don't under like the whole point of don't sleep on us was do not underestimate people of color um black people brown people in young people in the uk like don't do it and then what i'm saying now is actually individually if you feel like you're being underestimated sometimes you can use that towards your own gain for for a title like Don't Sleep On Us to come about, I'm assuming that it's come from pain. It's like, it's a statement, right? It's like mm. quite a harsh statement, like, yo, don't sleep on us. To I me, it communicates that. That, exactly that they have been. So have you felt that you've been slept on or you yeah. feel like your community has been slept on? And when was that? Um, it was, it was around, so this was like April of 2018. So it all came around like in the, right, the beginning of 2018, which was when I was applying for jobs and stuff. My peers who were people of color were applying for jobs and stuff like my age. So I would consider that like kind of the 18 to 25 year old like bracket. And I realized that lots of places were kind of taking information from that demographic, but not actually valuing um young people of color at all so when I was looking for a name um obviously this don't sleep on us is an african-american um like colloquial language isn't it to say like don't underestimate us so when I was looking mm. for a name I was just like that sounds a bit long but let's just call the event that and it was that was it <laughs> it's just an event it was just like don't sleep on us it just means don't underestimate us let's have a bit of fun with it and then that's and how that came about go on Almas. um I, I was gonna I ask heard a breath yeah, yeah, the <gasps> the goal, the question goal. <laughs> um, it's funny actually because as we sit in this virtual room, I'm imagining you guys, and I'm sure you're both imagining me. And Ruben's now got the ear for like what the signals are for when yeah. someone else is coming mm. in. Do you know what I mean? It's good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a refined skill that we are we keep on fine tuning every time we record. <laughs> Honestly, it's got. I think it's got a lot better since the first episode. Anyway, we were like, ah, trying to chat. Because I I thought um, that we'd be able to see each other. Like I thought this was the way we were going to record. Would be we would all be able to see each uh, other. Like when you have like a Zoom thing. Yeah, like Zoom. But this is uh, also kind of interesting. Nice. Well, this also means that like I don't have to brush my hair. <laughs> I actually did my hair. I got in. I just got in like literally 10 Thank minutes you. before we started. And I was like, I better look like, I better clean the room a little bit. No, I didn't even realise we were going to need to see each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Neelam. It's not oh. that we didn't, it's not that we didn't want to see you. This is just quite efficient. Yeah, I think it is. Definitely. This and is my also, first time. And also, 
with me, when I'm seeing people's faces and I'm seeing screens, my mind is stimulated. And so sometimes mm. I lack focus on what is being said because I'm looking, I was like, oh, what's that plant in the background? Is that from Ikea, that <laughs> shelf? I remember that Ikea <laughs> shelf that broke and all this nonsense happens. So like this helps me keep focused. Yeah, it's like a phone, it's like a group call, like a mm. phone call. Olden mm. days. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I was, you know, you said that you named Don't Sleep On Us, Don't Sleep On Us. And the people that you wanted to bring in were people like you, basically, that mm. share the same experiences. And moving moving forward two years from that time, how have you felt building community under that umbrella mm. i think um oh i'm getting an echo now am i getting an echo no it's all in your head neela oh you guys can't hear an echo right <laughs> no does it sound like okay I'm gonna carry on. you're good so, <laughs> um basically um what was the question i get now sorry it's all right um Oh, I've got an echo as well, but you know what? We're going to just move forward. Okay. It's all in our heads. Um, <laughs> with um, Under the umbrella of Don't Sleep On Us, you found community. Mm. And moving two years on from this, how are you finding building that community? And what has, that, what has your community served you? Mm, that's a really powerful question. Because the whole purpose of it was like to draw to shine a light on the positive things that can come out of the um, coming together and, and some sort of different experiences and different boats, but in the same storm. So like a collective kind of shared feeling, but it, with everyone with their different experiences at the same time. And to have a really, just a really good time. So like just come together and feel like, okay, cool. We can be ourselves here where we can't do that in other spaces and in work, in our like friend circles, we just can't do that, but here we can. And that was the purpose from the beginning and that hasn't changed. Um, Mm. Obviously everything's changed this year. So we did have our last event. um, Latest event was in February of this year. It was the biggest one. So about 300 people um, wow. signed up, 300 people came. It was at Rich Mix. So that was a big deal for me because I've always dreamt of Rich Mix. Um, we had Nikesh Shukla, um, editor of Good Immigrant and um, writer of The Boxer and different books. Um, so it was a really, really kind of high to, to kind of go into the pandemic with. Um, mm. And everything's obviously had to shift and kind of sh- everything's been like muddled around clearly um but nothing in terms of like actually being a positive force where people can feel they can be positive like kind of um come together and just feel like okay this is home um trying to do that online has been a challenge but I don't feel like we have struggled in terms of um coming up with different innovative ways of doing that so for example I've been doing like mentoring sessions with the community where at the event like people will come up to me and be like oh I want to talk to you about this thing and we never get around to it because life and oh I forget (laughs) because there's been like a hundred people that have just like come and spoken to me after the event um but the pandemic has allowed so much to slow down and for me to just actually set aside like an hour a day speaking to people that know who don't sleep on us what don't sleep on us is about have probably been to an event but have never got the chance to actually share like what it is they're doing um so to be able to tap into the community in that way has allowed me to like outside of all the chaos of the events actually understand like at its core what the community needs and what 
who the community is and that's been really fun so I think in terms of what it serves me it's it gives me life like speaking to people the whole point was to celebrate people that want to make change outside of what they already do so whether it's their full-time work or whether it's like on the side of their side projects it's always people it's always people of color (laughs) that want to make a change in society I feel like um especially in the UK and so I and maybe that's just my circles maybe that's just who inspires me but I I just I just wanted to draw attention to that um so yeah, I forgot where I was going with that, but basically it's allowed me to then also be inspired by those people um, in the midst of all of the kind of quiet and the silence and the um, the slowing down, the kind of stopping of the world. Um, so yeah, it gives me life, literally gives me life. When you when you put the first event on, right, was was the aim to bring people together in a safe space to share frustrations and therefore feel seen, heard and connected and less alone? Or was the idea to bring those people into that space in order to progress or progress the culture? Mm. Was it one? Was it the other? Was it a mixture of both or something totally different? I think the latter, I think more towards the latter, less about kind of like, yeah, sharing like all of the, are we allowed to swear on this? Fucking hell, go for it. Yeah, like the fuckeries, (laughs) like like sharing all the fuckeries that comes with being in, like living in a society that we're facing things like, you know, white privilege, white supremacy, facing things like uh, classism, racism at its core, anti-blackness, everything. So it was definitely a case of like, look what I have done and overcome and look what I'm starting and look what look what change I foresee, look what change I want to build and sharing that with the people in the room so that there's this energy. I think the whole purpose was to inspire at its, at its core. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing I wanted to do was inspire but bring people in so like literally pass the mic on to people so that they can be the ones that build that energy in the room. So I, it started off as like a panel discussion. Then I was like, oh, I hate panels. They're way too conventional. I was <laughs> like, I just started, I just wanted to rip everything about networking apart so that it could be really approachable, accessible and fun. Yeah. Um, at first and foremost, you know. Nina, can I just jump in there for a second and build on just what you said? Because I just want to big you up because I remember... Um, we done Samsung Not A School 2019, which was the debut of Samsung Not A School. For those that don't know what it is, it's an alternative education experience for the next generation of change makers, young change makers. And Neelam, you were brought in on um, to, to run a workshop for a whole day as, mm. a, as an expert. And it was about um, diversity and inclusion. And I remember sitting in your workshop and you created this debating exercise that we literally had to do, go yeah. back and forth. And it was so good. And I think oh. that was the first time I really learned about levels of inclusion. Like you taught me in the cohort that day about thinking about those that we just seldom think about, like disabled people, right? Like mm. how do they access a venue, a venue? Is there wheelchair access? How are they reading the website? How much mm. color are we using? Spacing in words, all those nuanced things. I would never have thought about it. And I just want to thank you for like opening my mind to that because I've been oh. able to pass on those lessons that you shared with me in the cohort back oh, in our thanks. school. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad because it's just like literally what I what I say when I do workshops and stuff is just fake it till you make it. Like I just say that because I'm like, I'm just faking it till you make it till I make it. But if I'm honest, like I'm just the same as everyone that's trying to kind of navigate um, building 
a literally building it sounds so like cliche but when you're trying to build a world that you wished you grew up in or that you can make sure that you can pave the way for like the next gen that want to be creatives in in the London space in the UK space and whatever but as people of color um you kind of you kind of just like you just go with it you just like dream up something and then you're just like oh I don't know if I can do it but let's just do it so that's what that workshop was all about I just made the whole thing up yeah. <laughs> like, honestly <laughs> yeah um, yeah so good though oh it's always fun I love working with I love doing work I've got another one this evening this is the thing about like the pandemic nothing things had stopped but like now life is just kind of life as we knew it but online mm. so yeah I mean this is a new normal but it's fun. Mm. <laughs> Neelam, how do you um, cultivate, how do you cultivate space um, to consider other people? Mm. I, th- I guess listen. I guess my answer to that is listen to people and get an idea of what it is that they want. Um, build yourself into the, into the workshopping whenever you're trying to make a space think about what it was that you wanted to kind of be involved in and stuff like the whole the whole um environment that don't sleep on us was built on was that I found networking boring and I found spaces white and I found that I couldn't be myself in spaces so Mm. I was like how can I uh, well I love dancing so how can I bring dancing into a space oh Um, that's news to me when you say yeah. dancing, are you talking like train dance? Or are you just talking about no. raving out? <laughs> I'm not talking about like I'm a professional or anything. I just mean going like out and like just in, like yeah, shaking expressing from my movement. hips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shaking my hips. I sound like a 45 year old. Some auntie, you know, come out and shake a hip. You know, shake a hip. Come on. <laughs> oh my god accurate, yeah. though. accurate I just, description i just like to shake my hips you know what i mean all i wanted was an event where i could just shake my hips at the end of like listening to people talking and like getting to meet new people as well and this is the thing like one of my requirements in like when i was trying to think about how to build an inclusive space was was i hate cliquey spaces i hate cliquey like um brands and cliquey kind of any kind of groups that people can create if they don't seem accessible for me to like go up and speak to that person I'm just going to feel like oh okay well it's just always going to be the same people that are coming that are going up and that are getting invited to staff and that that are kind of in the same like in the corner of the room or whatever but if I can make a space where I can I make it really safe for a random person from France that knows nothing about what's going on can come over to me and be like hey like I'm really interested in what you've what you just created like I really love this that's the kind of space I want to build like where people can come on their own and meet new people Mm. and not feel any kind of way about oh but I haven't been before or oh everyone's going to know each other except me like no no one everyone's in the same boat um, and so that's where the organized fun and the annoying things that I do come in, where I'll be like, go and find someone that you have not met before. And then everyone's like, oh, they drag their feet. And then in yeah. the end, they're like, that was so fun. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think that was like my one of my biggest priorities, building a space that is inclusive, not only in like the literal accessibility sense, but more so. I mean, we've got a long way to go in terms of accessibility. Definitely, I think as Don't Sleep on Us, where I want to be in terms of accessibility is not quite there. But in terms of inclusion and like making people feel like they belong, making sure it wasn't 
cliquey and it wasn't like exclusive mm. was my absolute number one goal. Have you always been like that? Have you always carried that energy? Do you know what it is, Amas? Let me be honest with Go you. On. I clocked it the other day when I in, my, in a therapy session. I kid you not. Mm. <laughs> like basically, it's because I've always felt left out at school because I was mm. never allowed to do anything. Right. So anytime my friends would like, would be like, oh, it's prom. We're all getting ready. They knew not to ask me because I'd be like, Neilan would never be able to come. Like it. Why was is that? Because my mum and dad would just say no. First generation shackles. Back to this story. <laughs> come on, carry on. It's just every single time, like, my yeah. whole childhood was just, like, I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends and stuff. Um, and so I think that instilled in me the sense of really making sure I will never make anyone feel like that. I'll never make anyone feel like they can't, they don't, they're not part of the, they're not part of the story because they weren't at the, at the house party last night or whatever. Like, that is just my worst nightmare. And I think that's why. That... And now you've like found a way to made, make loads of friends at the same time. Yeah, like yeah. 300 people in one day. Yeah, in my, <laughs> at my party that I hosted, like it's literally that. It's, that's all it is. People think I'm doing it for the community. I'm not. I'm just trying to have house parties. Honestly. Just catching up on unraved raves. You know? Honestly. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Don't sleep on us prom pending. Trust me. Trust me. And it sounds like the message of do sleep on us really is geared towards your parents about not sleeping yeah. on you yeah it's true it's, it's everyone Ooh, it's literally everyone yeah. it goes deep it goes deep I think it is like you know if you understand that I mean there's um people say it all the time you know like if you can have self if you can just truly have self-confidence where you're like to the point where you're just like I don't actually care what people think then you can build something that you're like let me just do it let me just run with it and then people see that and they're like rah she actually just ran with it and then suddenly mm. no one's sleeping on you they're like okay cool she's good people's I don't yeah. know if that makes sense totally and and just as importantly I think it gives those people license to do the same thing in their lives and within their communities mm. and I think and that's where the it. power lies that that's exactly it that's exactly it it's all about like I think my northern star and what my um my purpose is with anything that I do whether it's don't sleep on us or kind of any other projects that I might do in my life um I think the thing that's going to keep me going is like am I able to inspire people just to be their true selves that's beautiful mm. wow I think we're all so aligned in that yeah e underneath that that umbrella of an essence you know like myself Almas Aaron I know a lot of the listeners that tune into this are just pro authenticity but soul authenticity because mm. if we don't explore that and give it to the world then the world loses out as well as that individual losing out like we've we've covered that loads of times it's so yeah. great to hear you know if mm. if you don't mind me asking as well Neelam have you like you you mentioned that in therapy it, uh, you landed on this idea that it was be it was about being left out and and having those restrictions placed on you. Have yeah. you ever had that awkward and honest conversation with your parents? If you don't mind me asking, that's a good question. I don't think I'm there yet. Okay. Um, and I don't know why I'm not there yet. I reckon if I was conscious about it, I could sit them down and be like, you know, like you've changed now, but can you imagine what it would have been like to just always be left out of stuff but it's not just me like my sisters have also had to deal with it and mm. the sisters that are married have also had to deal with it so it's kind of like I would 
be speaking on behalf of everybody. So I reckon I, I'll, I'll give it like three more years and then maybe I'll be in that space or I'll be like, yo, is there something that you've now understood that you hadn't previously understood? Um, and I'm quite open in terms of like speaking to my parents about stuff. And usually it comes out like as like shade. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you, 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 you're willing f- like to go out and about now. But like we weren't able to when we were younger. Like I'll just throw shade here and there. Yeah. Um, and then we'll laugh about it. So I'll be like, oh, here she goes again. Like, I'm known in the family as a really loud mouth, like annoying one that just says mm. things how it is, like tells people off, tells them off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a conversation that I will have in the future, but I haven't got to yet. I've not, because yeah. like you know, like feelings and like emotions and like oh, I love you, like all of that stuff. That doesn't happen, right? That doesn't like you don't talk about stuff like that. So, for me, I mean, my do parents... you mean you don't talk about that stuff? Yeah, well, I think in, I at just... home in that your immediate family. Yeah, my immediate family. Yeah, like we. Like my parents only, I guess my mum only started showing us affection, like physical affection recently. Otherwise, mm. it's just been like, get out my face. Like you have one job, just do well and then get married and then you will be all right. We'll be cool. But oh. for now, for now. I wonder when that disconnect like happens. Because I've always thought about the same thing too. I saw a video yesterday on Instagram where two, a brother and a sister had never hugged before so they were like trying to hug and it was like a it was an awkwardly cute video if you get what I mean because they were trying to hug but um I've wondered that so much when thinking about parent and child relationships and as we're seeing you know like our age people starting to have kids and I'm like oh when do you when do you just stop hugging your child because when you're when you're a baby like you see lots of parents like kissing and hugging and do you know what I mean just being tactile obviously but then when I think about it, I'm like, oh, when was when was the first or last time that like I really sat down and had like a hug with my mum or just spent the day in bed with her or mm. do you know what I mean? Like when does that stop? Mm. Yeah, mm. true. It's the same. Like in my family, I have this conversation, especially with my sister Shanti. For those that know her, mm. they might know her as Rosie, but we chat because we live together and we're like, she's like, oh, I sent dad a text today. I said, um, I love you. And he said, have a good day. <laughs> like, like that's his reply, yeah? But, and we were trying to deep it. Like I know unequivocally that my parents love and care for us. There's no shadow of a doubt. But expressing mm. that in certain ways is so hard. Like even when I hug my mum, because I try to do it now, hug her and kiss her on her head, she just kind of freezes yeah. And I even do the same thing to my dad now. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this till I die. You can stay frozen all your life. That's your business. <laughs> but yeah. I'm doing this because this is now part of my process that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and I wonder mm-hmm. if it's their upbringing and their socialization and conditioning on the come up. But um, yeah, I'm just saying it's it's apparent in my yard as well. They love us, but they just show it in, in some really like <laughs> cryptic Different. ways you know yeah, yeah you have to decode it <laughs> you to decode that thing man <laughs> i hear that like i have the exact same with my parents but recently my mum's more huggy like she kisses she kisses me now and we're just like i'll look at my sisters and they'll be like what just happened like is mum changing <laughs> like what's happening yeah so yeah <laughs> to your, i think to your point almas i don't actually know when that disconnect will happens like along the journey of like 
mother-daughter relationships or or which like you know son mother relationships I think it's exacerbated I don't know about you too but with me there's a huge age gap because my parents were trying for a boy so like me and my younger sister are, and the, the age gap between us and my parents who are actually quite elderly this is big so like the the disconnect is a bit greater if that makes sense yeah mm. um so yeah there's also that element that factor that plays into like my family dynamics mm. it's so i love the fact that we're forcing the love on the parents these kisses <laughs> listen man someone has to do the work you know what i mean like every generation that comes along should be working towards upgrading the thing so like i'm i'm all for it man Sure. You know what, Neelam? I'm. So, I really rate you for having the courage, especially on a podcast that's going out to 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 um to communicate that insight about um where it came from. I.e., you yeah. were left out of stuff because I was watching. Um, I think I've watched it at least two or three times. But there's a beautiful interview with Tim Ferriss and Brené Brown mm. up on their YouTube and obviously on Tim Ferriss's podcast, where he's talking to Brené Brown about um people's trauma. And how um, our trauma, what they said is uh, like the majority of decisions in our life, especially our big decisions, as well as many of our micro decisions are actually led by our trauma. So Mm. we're moving towards something or moving away from something, some sort of pain. And he's like, there's so many people in life that say, you know what, I don't want to go to therapy and I don't want to do this work. I don't want to I don't want to deal with this just now. And both Mm. Brené and Tim agreed with the, the idea that you are dealing with this right now. You just don't know that you that you are. Mm. So, yeah, it's mm. like we make so many big decisions based on past pain. It's just interesting to hear you land on it and share it. Yeah, Thanks for that. True. Mm. It's true. And I think also like you're consistently going to go about living your life unless you work through things. Yeah. Um, and unless like and I'm thankful and quite privileged and blessed to be in a community that speaks so openly about therapy. So for example, like Almas used to post about therapy all the time, like, and probably still does all the time. I just don't go on socials as much, but like that allowed me to kind of normalize it. Right. And so my therapy journey is quite recent. Um, and through it and I actually came into it knowing a lot about it because of the community already being quite open about it so things like understanding like it gets harder before it gets better understanding like what you're actually doing setting yourself up to to learn more about yourself so that like you know you'll be able to work through things things that come your way um because you'll have worked through things that have been happening um and stuff like that so like I'm really thankful to even be in this place where I'm able to be open about it speak through things um in if it was not my generation it was my parents generation like my dad's lost so many siblings because of um suicide and like my my dad went through depression and stuff so had it had I not been in this kind of generation in this community um I wouldn't have 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 the means or the resources to even talk about it so openly so I think it's like I think it's just I think that's just the most beautiful thing about the community like in general being able to um kind of be like a blanket and be there for each other and like be open about Mm. their lives and stuff so that it makes it like we were talking about earlier you make it 
you make it a path for someone to also do the same right mm. so like yeah mm. I think that's what's happened with me me seeing people like you Almas like talking about it and then being like I think it was the time you were abroad and you were like I'm doing it virtually and I was like wow like that's oh my god I was in Ibiza raving yeah. it up and then going straight from the club to therapy <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Jasmine, how you doing? I'm a little bit waved, but let's unpack that. (laughs) I'm so here for it, honestly. (laughs) Do you know what? Like, I think, sorry, I cut you off. You were saying. No, I'm done. I'm done. Honestly, I'm done. (laughs) I'm more interested about Ibiza, please. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know what? Like, a lot of people really did not understand that I was going to Ibiza I went on like a four or five day bender I also I remember missed this. my flight on the way back oh, oh my, my god, god hilarious um but I remember telling people that oh I'm I'm literally gonna go and party because that's why I'm going to Ibiza right all of my mates are going uh, but I was traveling by myself and I packed all of my raven stuff um but I also booked a hotel room by myself I kept my therapy session in and I took my journal and every morning even though I might have been like tired or whatever every morning I went and swam in the sea had my breakfast and journaled and then carried on about my day and linked up with my friends and when I told people that that was my plan they just didn't believe me and I still am quite unsure like why why it's hard to to understand when other people are doing these multidimensional things because we know our own lived realities and we know that we can wake up feeling really pumped and then feel really sad and then go to a rave but then come home and do meditation Mm. and I feel like that's the kind of thing that I want to I always say we need to afford ourselves the fluidity and I really think that that goes for the way we treat ourselves but also how how we receive other people you know and Mm. allowing that and um, it was really important to me to say to people go to the club but also go to therapy like you can (laughs) do both things you don't have to like chastise yourself or you know appear as though you are simply on this route to like well-being because actually we also need to as you said you like to move and you like to dance like we need to release we need to Um, have those connections you know Um, it's true and one thing I want to go back to is when first of all I'm really sorry to hear about your dad and your dad's siblings and that you know that must have been yeah I think because I wasn't I mean I I wasn't born when that that what happened with my dad's brother but like my dad went through depression when I was like at uni and he's so good now and he says it was music Mm. that got him out of it (laughs) Um, so yeah he's great now but yeah you carry on yeah but what I was gonna say is actually we talk about our community and our peers at this age and when you mentioned your dad I was thinking oh my gosh like we don't often you know our parents literally walk so we could run Mm. and sometimes I don't think we give them enough credit because there's something that they've done right because we aren't just surviving like we are starting to thrive as a community as a generation and I still haven't clocked exactly what it is but I think it might be that they made sure that we just had the bare necessities so we could do what we could do because I'm not sure they even had that so like we talk about being like vegan and you know time for meditation like they didn't have my mum didn't have time for meditation in it like she was Mm -hmm. raising three kids we were in a really abusive family setting Mm -hmm. so as much as I can say to her you know like 
you didn't leave when you could have left. I would have left. Like, do you know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, actually, there was a different set of issues. But she made sure in the end that I was safe. And she yeah. made sure that I never was hungry. Mm-hmm. And that as a basic thing just made, gave, allowed me space to think a little bit more or go to uni as much as I wasn't even allowed to wear like a skirt. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I had to yeah, wear yeah, trousers yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. <laughs> but I was allowed to go uni. Like, yeah. that's mad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, there's definitely things that I haven't really thought about in perspective that have allowed us kind of the freedoms that we're able to have, especially, like, you're right, as a community as well, Um, rather than, like, and, and then there's the negative sides of it that, like, that I've been focusing on, which are, like, you know, feeling isolated and stuff. But actually, maybe that's kind of where why we're able to be in this place now when maybe you know don't sleep on us might not have even been born out of that so (laughs) there's always a silver Mm. lining like growing under pressure then unleashing yourself Mm. yeah because it's not like we as second gen um immigrants in the UK are doing necessity stuff like you say right so we're not hopefully in a place where we're just like let's just get like let's just make sure our children are okay let's just it's more like like you say thriving so it's like let's make sure they're doing things that make them happy so that's where arts and culture come in that's where different forms of like living and working come in um and normalizing that and accepting that actually you can be an artist and your daughter or your son or whatever is going to be okay um mm. <laughs> just under and like when you see it you believe it so like when your friends children are becoming things that you would never have even imagined you're just like oh, okay maybe my children can also do that mm. you know <laughs> Ru- Ruben you're you're a little bit a tiny bit older than us and <laughs> um, so, just a little bit just a smidge just a little bit you're so suave a facilitator <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly what, you in comparison to you look I am seconds from death Bridget you're not you're literally not do you know this guy yeah i think i might have said this before in it but like the other day we was out in like during the summer we was out and um he goes yeah man i'm about to be 40 i said what rubes are you 39 he goes no no i'm 38 i said fam you're about to be 39 not 40 he goes i might as well be 50 i said this guy (laughs) yeah he's on the next one but my (laughs) point is is that ruben you you are able to see and you've brought through people like me in it so it must be it must be wild to be able to still be we're we're all part of the same conversation but you've also seen like creative journey and access open up on like major platforms that for example like I don't know let's say Asian Network yeah BBC Asian Network was very different when I was younger. Like, even, like, if I look back, like, eight years ago. So it must have been, like, hella different, like, 15 years ago. And so what's that journey been like where you're still present, but you're still able to, like, see the growth from the time that you started out in creative, in in the world of creativity? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I think it'll be, I think... In a nutshell, I can sum it up with ah, about fucking time. (laughs) Like that's the emotion. That's me languishing a feeling. It's like what I think myself and Aaron saw back then, early individualism days, was what clearly needed to happen. Um, I.e. people 
the oppressed, let's say, right, just as an umbrella term, needed to understand that they do have power as much as the narrative is telling them otherwise because it's an internal thing. That's something that we clocked and we were trying to push out in our work and just how we were living in our, living our own lives. And slowly over time, be it for whatever like amalgamation of reasons, that is starting to play out mm. in this generation. And so for me to see it, I'm like, yes, fuck, that's great. You lot get this, you lot own this, and you are, you realize your agency and you're doing these things. Mm. I am so glad I've been alive to see it happen on quite a big level. Because um, wow. I would feel so much frustration with people of my generation, some of my own peeps as well. I'm like, you lot, there is other ways of doing things. Do you not understand your conditioning? Do you not understand your socialization? If you were to step out of these bubbles that you're in for a second, get off the treadmill, just look, analyze, pause and think, you would understand that there is different ways of doing things and living. But so many people couldn't see it. So for me to see right. the next generation come through and, and it kind of snowball, it's like, yes, man, love that. And even mm. you, you remember, right, as as we grow, this is my experience anyway, as I've grown older as open-minded and as rebellious and as risk-taking as I innately am at my soul, because I've tried so many things and there's, I've experienced loads of setbacks and failures, it's so natural for me to become more risk-averse than I'd like to be. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, fuck, I'm a little bit shook to try this thing. That's not like the old me. But yeah. I think that just comes with age because you see so many dead ends. You understand that going down this path leads to this and that and that and that. So you become more risk averse. And so for me to have these conversations with you lot and the next, the next gen that are on the come up, it refuels me with hope and practical tools and ideas of how I can continuously expand myself and hopefully in turn the culture. So it's just give and take, man. It's just a cycle, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Look, I hear that. Neelam, like, I was just, I was just gonna say, there's people like, um, I call them the elders, right? I don't know, Rubes, would you mind if I called you an elder? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm young. Um, yeah, I'll, ta I'll take that as a compliment. Um, yeah, yeah I'm like, because you're paving, like Alma said, you're literally bringing people up. You're paving the way. So you've been there. You've seen it on a, like, in a in perspective and on a wider context. You've kind of been watching these phases come in and out and stuff. I mean, grime. You've probably watched the, like the history of grime. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'm just messing. No, no, you're, like, you're, you're actually right. So, like, exactly. D, like D Double and them lot, they were in the same college, and they would spit those things in our common room. So I, I, yeah. You see, like, so Newham like, Generals, yeah. all of them lot, they, like, they were my brethren from back in the day. It must be so That's interesting it. to see it. Like, yeah. I think of like, for example, um, Charlie Dark and like Run Dem Crew. Yeah. And all of those kinds of like communities that have been built. And then we're able to see and be like, oh, wow, like that's what belonging feels like. That's what community mm. feels like. And then create things in their image mm. um, and mm. take what we want and kind of um, adapt what we feel wow. actually needs to be adapted. But then it's because we have those people that have paved the way, the elders that have come before us that, um mm. We're able to be this creative and we're able to be afforded the the dream, mm. being able to, the ability to dream up what, what kind of community we want to see. Mm. You're absolutely right. Do you, you know what? I did a podcast um, 
a one-off podcast episode last week with four queer people of color yeah um that were raving or started the raving the raving scene in the late 80s early 90s so two people were south asian and two people were black um and one of those people was dj ritu who started club kali in the late 80s um there was also yvonne taylor who started um a night called systematic then there's campbell x who's a director and denny francis who um was a like a literally they all used to rave together do you know what i mean Mm. and so something that campbell x pointed out and if you haven't if you're not sure not familiar with campbell x check out their work like they're an amazing film director but we as we were having this conversation and it will make sense in a minute in terms of what you were saying neelam and looking towards our elders Mm -hmm. is that when we talk about whiteness and the idea of the idea of technology as it is right now right so if if you can't google it it didn't happen yeah (laughs) and Also, a colonizer mindset is I've landed here and this is where history starts now. So I've named this and this is now the name moving forward, right? Right. Cool. That that creates horizontal thinking. So if you're standing in a space, you're then looking around you to see what's at the same level as you. All right? Yeah. Um, Now, what you're tapping into is vertical thinking. Because actually, what is really useful here right now is us chatting to Ruben and us also talking about our parents. And then that moves into how, as people of colour, we think about our ancestors and we think about our history and we start journeying backwards and forwards. And why that's useful is because a lot of POC learning and knowledge is based on tradition, is based on knowledge that is verbal storytelling. Yeah, like not necessarily like written archives. We talk about storytelling and getting, you know, there's something we celebrate these things on TikTok and Instagram where you see, you know, like when you see like a granddaughter, the mum, her mum, and then the grandma, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we celebrate that. And I think a lot of that to do is to do with vertical thinking and the more we have intergenerational conversations the more we lend to and we give credit to and we draw from um the people that have come before before us exactly the more we're able to pass on to the future as well and I think it's a really beautiful thing to continue to tap into that and we're kind of taught like oh you know Every, we've got to have an original idea there's no such thing as an original idea and actually that is a really eurocentric way of thinking yeah that oh yeah. i've i've arrived and so i've made this no like actually the dna that you carry is carrying from time yeah. and there's a reason why they want you to think that we've started or you've started something right now to forget the people before Mm. And we can't forget that. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in all of our histories, even white history. Like it's, it's history. It's part, it's the reason why we understand where we are today. Yeah. Um, and I think if we come back to don't sleep on us, the more you're getting people in the room of different ages, different abilities, different genders, you know, different, whatever the identity is, the richer your community is going to become because the exchange of information is that key. Yeah. And that's where my friend Nikki always says, well, her mum said this actually, and then Nikki said it to me, is that when the tide comes in, every boat shall rise. Wow. 
And that goes back to you saying we're all in the same, we're all in a boat in the same storm. Yeah. You know, we're all coming up together. It's a beautiful thing, man. You're doing amazing things. Oh, thanks, Almas. You know, I've never thought about the um, vertical thing before and it just puts, it literally has lined up everything for me, like putting things into perspective and stuff. Like we have a lot to learn from the people that have come before us and we also have um, a lot to give. I was going to say something else and I've totally forgotten. So it will come back to me in a minute. <laughs> while you, will. Well, yeah, while, while that's percolating, I just also want to <laughs> add, as the as the um, elder in the room, right? <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the greyest, I'm the greyest in the room. Um, <laughs> I must say, like, with with those older elders, like, just generally, I think there's it. they really need, and this is a message to any elders out there tuning in, yeah, like, if we think we know everything because we've lived for a longer time, we've yeah. shot ourselves in the foot already. Yeah. I just, there's just a lot of people that have been in the game or doing things for a long time that think because they, their lived experience is quite wide that they know the answers. And it's really not that, you know, like I, I, I just urge everyone to constantly keep an open mind. I think my biggest learnings like ironically my biggest learnings about my emotional self has come from conversations with gen z like i've had amazing conversations with my therapist who's older than me who can who's a really trained and honed mirror but the conversations with gen z um have just been amazing man like the depth of understanding that they now have Mm. that i could not get from my current circles because we just don't have these conversations has Mm. been second to none like yeah. we learn from each other, man. It's it's cyclical. Mm. It really is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, you know, this whole idea of like um, colonial mindset versus non-colonial mindset and like um, the feeling of like, oh, I'm the first person to come up with this kind of idea. Um, mm. Actually, what, what you do when you honor people that have been doing it um and the people that might come after you is like it's quite a humbling experience so like you you kind of sit you kind of sit down and be like obviously I've not gotten to where I've gotten to on my own like you've you've it's always a collective uh thing so Mm. if you're able to pave your own way or whatever and do things on your own there, there will have been people that have like connected you to someone or you know it's like it's just important to stay humble I guess is where I'm going with that <laughs> um, especially in in a current climate where you kind of rely on a network you rely on a community and you bring people up with you which actually is the mm. idea of don't sleep on us is to just kind of uplift people as you go through kind of your career or whatever it is that you're going through like lift others with you um mm. and I think yeah there's definitely something really humbling about the fact that actually it's it's off the backs of the community that you've been able to do this so always remember that um yeah it feels beautiful to be just part of something isn't it that's yeah. that's what I feel like I'm coming um as I'm reflecting on everything you're saying and as Ruben's saying as well is actually like the feeling and I don't there's humbling there's like powerful at the same time there's like deep love there's like wanting to to it feels quite like um like an innate rhythm to like yes, join definitely. people's rhythm like yeah, and definitely. have people join yours and have that uh Ruben did you say cyclic cyclic what's yeah, the word cyclical. like it comes back in cy- yeah, it's, it's cyclical. cycles yeah yeah or seasons so it just whatever. keeps on like 
there's this giving and receiving that we keep on talking about here as well like whether it's the parents whether it's each mm. other their energy in the room like that's why the pandemic is so freaking hard because we're in our own spaces and there's no one to vibe off of yeah. because we live with giving and receiving energy and that goes through generations that goes physically in a space that goes in a phone conversation the reason why people can lift up or take away your energy because we're constantly transferring so true i 100 percent believe in that 100 percent. hey yeah fam so as we move forward and as we wrap up this episode which has gone in a flash it's been such a beautiful conversation <laughs> yeah like where's how are you after this conversation and how this conversation has impacted you, how do you want to move forward with Don't Sleep On Us? Mm, I'm not, um, I'm, I've just started full-time work. So like every time I think about Don't Sleep On Us, it's kind of like, oh yeah, there's that thing. <laughs> Literally. Mm. Um, but so, taking stock time and yeah. charging up is also a really big part of a next step. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I feel like um when it all kicked off, there was this real sense of like flurry and oh my god, I need to get online and I need to do things online now because everything's gonna be online and how can I keep serving the community? How can the community keep relying on Don't Sleep on Us to help it help help them basically with resources and things to get through it? Um and then it I just kind of realised that if I if I try to find ways of forcing it, I'm going to be dragging my feet to the work that I don't love. And what I love mm. is bringing people together in a physical space or making sure that people have can tap into a community that they feel like they're uplifted and inspired and can learn from each other. But if I'm forcing it, it's never going to be authentic. And that's not going to work because all of my work that's been great and that people have had good like reception of has always been work that I've done that I absolutely love. So right now it's just a case of like really running with it. Like I'm really, really running with it to the point where I don't get back to emails for like two weeks and I'm like, yo, like I'm quite busy, but hey, also nice to connect with you. Like that's what Don't Sleep On Us is right now. <laughs> I started an email that went out every Sunday um, and I've just randomly stopped without saying anything. And I think they know like, okay, Nilam's just kind of taking some time out. <laughs> um, but the reception that I used to get from those emails was these are what's keeping us going like we love Sundays we love we wait for your emails and then I just stopped and I'm like I can't do anything about it I can't work like crazy hours during the weekdays and then work on Sundays as well but probably next mm. month I'll, ch I'll change my mind and be like actually I've got the space and I've got the energy for it now and I really really mm. love it so I'm gonna do it and that at that point I'll be like okay cool so it's really a case of like just going with the flow right now. Embracing natural flow and embracing your energy yeah. and then yeah. serving yourself in turn it, with time, you'll be able to serve others as well, which seems like you in the best way possible, you live in servitude. And yeah. the more we all live in servitude, we're able to like literally just help each other and keep yeah. that, those stepping stones little and often. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's true. I love that. Mate. I've enjoyed this conversation but, so much. Fam, for a Sunday afternoon, this <laughs> is perfect. literally the energy that I needed. Yeah, because yeah, I've been feeling really like, I know that output wise, I think I output 
how professionally I output, but actually like I've been having really bad migraines in between work on oh, Tuesday no. and then yesterday and today. And really? so I'm still trying to, yeah, it's just meant that my work that I was meant to wrap up on Friday has like filtered through to even now. Um, and so I think when we started and I was like really like on a hype is because I was in my workflow and okay. I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And yeah, just, I've been, I keep on getting like, um, just my right side of my body just keeps on like not seizing up, but I feel blockages okay. and then that starts the migraine going. Oh. And so, um, yeah, I've just been trying to like pace it again, like natural flow, yeah, be honest good. with that flow. Uh, but it's quite hard in a world where like you know we're still trying to work isn't it and output yeah this is the thing yeah exactly but thank you yeah yeah this space like and you speaking and hearing you speak and feeling that energy has like helped me like pick it up a little bit and same with you same with you Elma (laughs) honestly take the bath honestly I might do a bath (laughs) Fuck it, let's go to that bath. <laughs> you know, okay, Ruben, you're in. I sent you Epsom salts to your yard, bro. Yeah, you better use them. Yeah, yeah, she sent me these Epsom salts. I don't know what's going on with these really? salts. Yeah, because so I'm not funny. too into this stuff. I'm like, all right, I've got to put the salt in. All right, let's see what it's doing. I'm sure it's doing stuff, but I just can't place it. But I will use um, those salts. Listen, also, as as an outro thought as well, Neelam, I just want to say that by you naturally now taking this time out that you need... I don't know if you're feeling guilt around it, but if you are, I would urge you to somehow let that slide because yeah. I we, I recently learned from Yazzie Min, who I'd yeah, love to... Yeah, oh my God. Listen, who I I'm going to get Yazzie on the pod. I'm just going to have to request it because she was, just came on to Not School 2020. She wrote down a whole workshop day. It was dope. And what oh, I learned yes. from her is that us prioritizing self-care and self-love and time off is actually rebelling against the capitalist system. And it is. And and that, yeah, that itself is activism. Go to bed, Bridget, and just rest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we did that, the world would work in so much more peace because the idea of capitalism itself is unnatural. Mm-hmm. And so the more we move into seasons, the Fact. more we move into rest this periods, hibernation, charging up, the yeah. more we'll be productive this and the more I'm nature saying. itself will look after us. Almas, this yeah. is what I'm saying. I, I only learned this. I learned first about this seasons from Enroll Yourself that I was on, the Enroll Yourself uh, learning marathon from women. And then I'm learning this from you again. Like I'm learning a lot from women recently <laughs> good. Like men, like men like, you lot need to fix fix up and give me some give me some food for thought man but yeah the season thing is real like ah it's so real. just tap into yourself more you you'll notice your own rhythm yeah like as women we are forced a little bit to like you know just through having like periods and things like that to just listen to ourselves yeah and i think the more men understand themselves tap into like when you're because there's times when Ruben you must like feel just down on low energy right and I bet you if you mapped out that time you might be able to find your own natural rhythm Mm, you'll know like I I have dates in my calendar where I actively do not book work or meetings because I know what my ovulation cycle looks and feels like around that time yeah yeah. yeah, I'm going so, to try to do that. And it makes for better productivity. That's a great mm-hmm. shout. I'm going to try yeah. and do that. I mean, I'm so thorough with note-taking anyway, so I may as well apply it to my own yeah. rhythms, innit? Just put that mood. Talk. How's Rube's feeling? Yeah. Yeah, shout. Yeah, I love that. 
All right, fam. We gotta go and take our baths now. Yeah, we've got. I've got. I've got my tap running already. Yeah, my <laughs> G. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been oh, so nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. It's been Thank beautiful. You, honestly, and if we can help with anything, yeah. obviously, you know yeah, where we are. Yeah, for sure. Shout us. I will absolutely. Yeah, man. Thanks for having. Don't me sleep on anyone. Yes, yeah, don't sleep it. on. Don't sleep on. What is this behavior? Seriously. Unless Jeez. unless you need sleep, then prioritize. Yeah, then it. sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. then sleep. That's Take it. Take a nap. <laughs> Take a nap. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. What is this behavior? Oh, sorry. Do you know? What? I just thought I'll put a dad joke in and pretend I'm sleeping, but I don't know if that's funny. Shall I do it again? <laughs> that funny if it isn't funny please don't unsubscribe you know you gotta give me space to make mistakes man and i was listening to almas and neelam there and they were saying take space and sleep where you need to sleep so i just thought i'd be unapologetic about the space i took up and when i needed to do it and i just done it then so you gotta deal with it <laughs> you know what i think overall especially towards the end of the interview i personally really was challenged and a little bit uncomfortable and had some resistance around this taking time for yourself and listening into your body simply because I still am slightly ruled by old capitalistic ideas in regard to productivity and I'm really trying to change that at the moment so I've got to try and take that advice on board but I hope like me in general you guys gained from listening to Neelam's wisdom and just us like having a laugh and chopping it up with her she's a beautiful soul man um, if you want to check out Don't Sleep On Us, you can check it out. It's online. <laughs> you can check it out. Of course you can. It's www.dontsleeponus.london. That's the website. You can check out what they're doing, the whole team, the support system and all of those people. And you can follow them all via their links on that site. Neelam herself on Instagram is The Neelam Show. That's T-H-E-N-E-E-L-A-M-S-H-O-W. Not too sure how active she is right now, but she is Dea. Um, and if you want to listen to more of our episodes, What Is This Behaviour podcast, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, all good podcasts and platforms. And obviously we are on the gram. That's our, I'd say that's our backbone and our heartbeat of what we do in terms of like activity. And that's at What Is This Behaviour podcast on Instagram. And for the first time I think ever, I'm going to promote the Twitter. It's WITB underscore podcast. Currently we don't tweet. Uh, but I thought it sounds good to promote it in the outro. Have a good week. Good luck navigating 2021. We'll be here to keep you company, even if it's miserable. We're here. Much love. See you next week. What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it! <laughs>